so right now Congress is slated to come back into town on April 20th. That date is actually somewhat in flux right now, given that it looks like you know the peak of the virus is going to be happening around that time. So there's some questions going on around the Hill about whether or not they should just keep members home and try to do things by unanimous consent. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, as I've said before, we're in a process right now uh, where they've done three pieces of legislation and, and fairly rapid fire pieces of legislation. And now we're kind of in this regulatory and guidance period. So we're seeing guidance come out from Treasury and Small Business Administration and other agencies almost daily. So you know, we're trying to pull the best information from the agencies that, that we're talking to as well and put those up as a resource for all of our clubs and on, the, on our website. So as Henry said, be sure to check that once a day or so and you'll, you'll get the latest information that we're getting from the agencies. So we are in a, a process right now. I mentioned three bills. Probably the most notable for clubs are the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That was passed, it seems like, like a lifetime ago, back on the 18th of March and then the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, uh, which was signed into law on March 27th. We're now in the process of discussing potential phase four relief, and that as everything seems to be shifting daily in terms of what that might look like. Right now, what we're hearing is that uh, there's going to be an effort to increase the amount of funds that are available to the Small Business Administration for the Paycheck, Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program of about $250 billion. They're hoping on the Senate side to pass that by, by unanimous consent tomorrow, but there is um, some back and forth going on between Republicans and Democrats about whether or not there should be additional items or brand new items included in, in that piece of the legislation. But I think right now, at least the leadership on the Senate side, on the Republican side, are trying to keep it very narrow in the sense of just tossing up the money to make sure it doesn't run out while they make uh, technical changes in what would then be a fifth bill. So just within the matter of uh, 24, 48 hours, you know, things have shifted and changed in terms of what the approach is going to be. And I anticipate that we'll see similar changes in the next 24 to 48 hours, just based upon uh, negotiations that are going on right now. In addition to working on the legislative side, I mentioned that we have been talking with agencies and I've been talking specifically with the Treasury Department about the Paycheck Protection Program. I had a good conversation with them yesterday and trying to see if there's some flexibility in the language um, that would allow them to potentially open up the program to additional folks, including C7s. In early stages of that, um, it is possible that Treasury could come out with some additional guidance as early as tomorrow, and we're working to see if we can get some quick, uh, quick action there. It's, uh, you know, again, things are in flux and don't have a, a real hard sense of whether or not that that's going to be possible, but we are pushing uh, every avenue. That being said, we'll continue to encourage folks, if you haven't already, to contact your member of Congress, your member of the House, uh, as well as your, your senators, to urge them to make employees of five, uh, 501c7 organizations eligible for the Paycheck Protection Program benefits. 
This is not a bailout of country clubs or city clubs or private clubs. It's it's helping the employees, and that's really been the focus of the legislative efforts from the beginning. And there's absolutely no real uh, justification as to why an employee, you know, should suffer simply because they happen to walk through the door of a C7 organization as opposed to any other classification. Um, so really drive home those points that this is not fair for their employees. This is not something that is sustainable for clubs and your employees should not be uh, suffering just because of your tax classification. So that's a, kind of a quick update on where things stand legislatively and regulatorily. You know, like I said, things are changing you know, daily, sometimes by the hour. Uh, but we are leaving no stone unturned to try to get relief for 501c7 organizations. I will say that the, the Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program is available to 501c7s, and once we make that, uh, if we can get the, the 501c7s you know, moved into the Paycheck Protection Program, those EIDL programs are convertible to the Paycheck Protection Program. So. That's, you know, one piece of advice I would give, perhaps, is that if you haven't already, start looking at the EIDL program, and then we, you can convert it once, once we get the program opened up, if we get it opened up.